Up to the top of Daf Samach Zayin Amid Aleph. Today's Daf, it's like yesterday's. It's just a thinking Daf. It's not super difficult. It's just a thinking one. The last thing we said yesterday was Nechzei Tzayin Barzal. We had a machloikes between Rav Yehuda and Rav Ami. Again, Nechzei Tzayin Barzal belongs more to the husband. Nechzei Malug belongs more to the wife. Correct. And he has to return it to her, to the value that it was at the marriage. So it's, it's ironclad. It's his throughout, and then she's going to get it to the way it was in the beginning. So we had a machlekes yesterday. Does she get back the cash, or could she actually want the? Could she demand the actual item because it's, it's like an heirloom? So Rav Yehuda says she can demand the actual item. So the Gemara says the following situation: Amr Rav Yehuda, top of Samach Zayin Amar Aleph, hechnisa leshnei kailim, shnei kailim be'elav zuz, v'shavchu va'amdu ashnei alafim. Okay, let's say she brought into the marriage two bikes, each worth five hundred dollars. So he has to return her two bikes worth $500. But throughout the marriage, the bikes doubled in value. So he owes her $1,000, but now these two bikes are valued at $2,000. So he doesn't have to give her $2,000. He just has to give her 1000 So he gives her one bike. I'll tell you how we'll see it inside. He gives her one bike worth 1000 and then that's it. But she's allowed to demand the second bike and give him the cash. Meaning, she's, al- she's allowed to say, I want that second bike. And you have to give me a th- I'll give you a thousand, I'll pay for it, but I want it back. Meaning, and he has to give it to her. So again, he only owes her a thousand dollars. That's part of Nechzei Son Barzal, is that you only give it to the value that it was. If it goes up, double in value, great. The husband, the husband made some cash on it, great. So he owes her a thousand dollars. Now these two bikes are worth two thousand dollars, so he gives one bike back. If she wants the second bike, she has to pay for it, but he has to give it to her, if she pays for it. It's like a forced sale. So the Gemara says... So he gives one of the items to her worth a thousand, one bike worth a thousand. And the second, she can give him the money and she could demand that she wants that item back. Okay. So the Gemara says, isn't this Pasha? Isn't this basically what we said yesterday that she could demand the item? So the Gemara says, no, this is a Chiddush that it's not just enough that she could demand the item. She could demand the item even though it's above what she's what she's allowed. Meaning, yesterday's daf we had that if she's going to get a Nixus and Barzil, she could demand the item and not just cash. Now we're saying, even if she shouldn't get the item, it's above what she's owed. She could pay and demand the item back. It's an added chiddush. Okay. Alright, let's start the Mishnah. So yesterday's daf. This Mishnah's tricky. It's a tricky conceptual Mishnah. And that is, in yesterday's daf, we talked about how if she brings in slaves, ah, that looks that looks familiar, Gavin. Um, if she brings in, he was upstairs. Um, this is the this is the sugya of the day. The, the first part was just a quick two minutes. The Mishnah says like this: We said yesterday, if 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 she brings in avodim who are nichsei tzern barzel, because they become his, they get to eat truma if he's a kain. Today's daf is going to be dealing with the following scenario. Now, if he dies before she demands the ksuba back, before she demands the avodim, in that time period in between, when he dies, the slaves go to his heirs, right? 
So let's say he has three sons. So the sons now own the slaves. So they continue to eat because the sons are also Kohanim. Rav Yossi Shita is, if when he dies, the wife is pregnant, they no, the Nechzei Tzom Barzal can no longer eat. They can no longer eat. Now we'll see why that is. So if there are kids born, just boys, they can continue eating because they're owned by the boys. Brahms, once, if he dies and she's pregnant, then they're partially owned by a fetus because he's one of the boys. And Rav Yaisi looks at him as a part owner of the slaves. And Rav Yaisi feels that a fetus can own slaves but can't give them the ability to eat. So it's sort of like a one-directional relationship. So if the Kayan dies leaving a fetus, then the slaves cannot eat until the fetus is born. That's Rabbi Yossi Shita. Because he holds that the, the slaves are partially owned by the fetus, and the fetus can't, is not strong enough halachically to give them over the ability to eat. So they are partially owned by an owner who can't allow them to eat. Again, it's an out there concept. I understand that, but like, the, the fetus is not like, he's still, like when he's born, he's a Kohen. Like, so, even if he's a Kohen, even if he's a Kohen in the fetus, but he's not, he's not an owner that can give them the right to eat. It's again, it's, a, it's an interesting perspective. But once he's a, he's in favor of Potentially. Huh? It's in favor of Wade a little bit. A little bit, yeah. It's not like we're waiting until he's like nine years old. Except for you know slaves. Yeah. And that's how we can give the right to a fetus in this case, which is a Dover Shalobo Olam. No, he can have other Versus in Yibo. He can have other If the brother dies before the person is born. Because I think I think when it comes to Yibam, it's a slightly different scenario. Over there, it has to do with how many children there are, and you have to find out whether he's going to survive. This is, I think, a different sugya. But again, it's an out there concept, and we'll see it, the Mishnah. It's, it's a tougher daf because it's the concept is more uh, difficult. But let, let's see it inside. This is Rav Yosi Let's see the Mishnah. Basi Yisrael Shenisus Lekayin. So if you have a Basi Yisrael who marries a Kayin, Umeis, and the Kayin dies. Even if there are other sons, but he also left her pregnant, the Avdi Sain Barzil cannot eat Truma, because they're partially owned by the, by the fetus. Because an Uber um, can only hurt. He can't allow you to eat Truma, and he could passel. The case of passel, by the way, is just a side case, and that is if, um, if a Bas Kayan marries Yisrael, and then the husband dies, she goes back to her father's house and eats Truma, unless she's pregnant. The fetus passes her, the fetus still binds her to the Yisrael. So if she, if she, so if, if um, you have the sense of it's a Bas Kayan who marries Yisrael, and then the husband dies, but she's pregnant, that fetus will prevent her from going back to her father's house to eat Truma, because she's still bound. And if she has kids, she can eat. No, not if, not if it's Yisrael. She could only eat if it's the verse, reverse case, where it's a basi straw that marries to a kayan, and then the kayan dies, and she has a kid, then she can continue eating. But if it's a bas... And she's pregnant, she can't eat. So she cannot can't eat. eat. So the same as the male. Exactly, exactly, exactly. The yeah. fetus prevents her from eating in basically almost every scenario. What about after she's, the baby's born? And then, can she go back to her father's house? No. Oh, so once the baby's born. Correct. So, okay. Is that a bigger chiddish saying the avodim over her? No. Oh, well, maybe. We'll see. Yeah, it's, it is, because the Avadim are owned by all the children. I don't know, we'll have to see. Now, notice how Rav Yossi said the case is, again, Rav Yossi's rationale is that if the fetus is, if the fetus is a partial owner, that's a problem. 
Now, why did Rav Yossi have to say the cases where it was a basisro married to a koyin? Wouldn't the same exact halacha be if it was a bas koyin married to a koyin? It's the same premise. It's that if the fetus owns the slave, it's a problem. So the Rabbanon didn't understand why Rav Yossi spoke at the case of basisro. The Rabbanon said, why are you picking Bas Yisrael? If the concept is the fetus is a partial owner of the slave and that's a problem, then even if it's a Bas Kayin, why, why does it be Bas Yisrael? So the Gemara is going to try to figure out like this. There's a second possibility of understanding Rav Yossi. Again, Rav Yossi holds that if you have Nechzei Tzayn Barzal and the Kayin dies and he leaves over... Um, and he leaves over a fetus, that's a problem. So the Gemara is trying to figure out, again, why? Pashtos is just because a fetus is a partial owner and he can't allow the, the, the slaves to eat. It's a din. There's a second possibility. It could be that really a fetus is never, it's not a generally an issue, it's just the problem when it's a basi Yisrael, it could be the fetus is considered a Yisrael until he's born. When you have a basi Yisrael and a Kayan, and the fetus is like an extension of the mother, you could actually look at the fetus as being a Yisrael until it's born, then he becomes a Kayan. In which case, the issue is that it's, the slaves are partially owned by a Yisrael. That could be the problem. So th- those are the two possibilities, and that's, that's where Rav Yossi was really coming from. That's why Rav Yossi said Bas Yisrael. He actually was not bothered by the slave owning, a, a fetus owning a slave. He was just saying that a Bas Yisrael that has a fetus, the fetus is a Yisrael. Huh? Could be a fetus is just like a piece of the mom, potentially. Well, that, those are the two possibilities. Those are the two options of trying to figure out why Rav Yossi said what he said. So let's see the Gemara. The Gemara says, What's the Rav Yossi's reasoning? Is it because that a fetus in, in a, a non-Kayin, a non-Kayinus is considered a non-Kayin, in which case these servants are owned by a Yisrael, partially owned by Yisrael, so it's a problem. Or perhaps he has nothing to do with that. He just holds Stam. If a fetus owns a slave, it's a problem. Until you're born, you can't allow people to eat. So what, what, what's Rav Yossi Shita based on? And the question is, what's the difference? The difference is, if it's a Bas Kayin. If the issue is that the fetus is Yisrael, then it's only true if the mom's Yisrael. If the mom's a baskai, it'll be fine. If the issue is just a fetus that's partially owning a slave cannot allow the slaves to eat truma, then, then it wouldn't matter what denomination the mother is. So the Gemara says, what's the difference? The difference is, what if the mom's a baskai? So Rabbah says Rav Yossi's reasoning is because the fetus inside of a non-kayin is considered a non-kayin. That's where Rabbah goes with. Rav Yosef, Omar, no. Yulud machal, shen yulud ena machal. Rav Yosef says no. By the way, the Rabbanon clearly did not understand Rav Yosef properly because they asked Rav Yosef, why are you saying Abbas Yisrael? You should say Abbas Kayin. So they obviously took one side of this argument over the other. So the Gemara says, Meisve. So we have machlegs of what Rav Yosef's reasoning is. So Meisve have a kasha. Look at the Brisa. The Brisa says, Amrul the Rav Yosi. They told Rav Yosi, mahu. So they asked Rav Yosi, "You have an issue if the fetus is a Bas Yisrael. What happens if the fetus is a Bas Kayin?" That's what they asked Rav Yosi. So what did Rav Yosi respond in the Brisa? Rav Yosi said, "Zushamati zuloshamati." I never heard about that case. I heard about Bas Yisrael. I didn't hear about Bas Kayin. I don't know. 
So what, what, what is that a proof to? So the Gemara says like this, The Gemara says like this, if Rav Yossi's reasoning is that he looks at a fetus inside a Basi Yisrael as a, a Yisrael, so the issue is that if the Kayan dies leaving a fetus, even with other children, then the fetus is considered Yisrael and the slaves are partially owned by Yisrael. That's, that makes sense why Rav Yossi, when they asked him, what about Abbas Kain? He says, I don't know. Because he said, I just heard about this, I didn't hear about that. But if you understand that Rav Yossi's svar is Yistam, if a fetus owns a slave, it's a problem. doesn't matter the denomination. So they asked him, what about Abbas Kain? He says, I don't know. What do you mean, I don't know? It's the exact same thing. So kasha, it's a kasha. Now, this is all Rav Yossi's reasoning. Rav Yossi's svar. Says the Gemara... Zu got up and he says Zu These are the words of Rav Yosi. They disagree. Rabbana disagree. They say no. The fetus does not matter. Meaning, if the kayan dies, the slaves go to the next heirs. If there are living boys, they go to boys. If not boys, they go to brothers. If not brothers, they go to father. Whatever it is, the fetus is irrelevant. That's that's um, a little bit. Yeah, it's a think of So meaning, Rav Yossi feels that if the nichseit sein barzel, if the koyin dies, leaving a fetus, the nichseit sein barzel can no longer eat truma because they're partially owned by the fetus and the fetus does not have the rights to give over them to eat. The Chum disagree. They say the fetus is irrelevant. Irrelevant. So the Gemara says... I mean, they feel that the fetus can't be an owner. Yeah. The fetus is not... The well, fetus is not enough... There, like, yeah, but he's not born yet. He's not, he's not a thing yet. yet. Even if he's alive, alive, he's not, he's not, he's not an individual yet. Okay. Yeah, so, so that's a machlaikas. So the question is, when Yehudah or Shmuel, Shmuel got up and he said, Zudiver of Yossi, but the Dichram disagree, well, how does Shmuel himself hold? Right? You have Rav Yossi and the Chum, they disagree. And Rav Shmuel got up and he said, Zudiv Rav Yossi. These are the words of Rav Yossi. The question is, <coughs> is it that these are the words of Rav Yossi that he disagrees? Meaning, who does Shmuel Paskin like, basically, in other words? So the Gemara says, Zuvalo um, Svirule? The Gemara assumes that when he said, these are the words of Rav Yossi, he's like, these are his words, I don't hold of them. Is that true? Didn't Shmuel once speak to Rav Chana? And he said, Get ten people together, I want to say a chiddish. That you could be zoicha a chayfetz for an uber. So if you pick up an item and you say, I want this item to be long to the fetus when it's born, it works. What you, that's, you're going to have to pick it up in a minute. I'm going to get to it in a minute. It's not, it's not something I can repeat right now. It's just, just, just give me a minute. Because it's a tough daf, and I, I just, I'm, I'm going to, I've only looked it over a couple of times. So the Gemara says, so Shmuel is saying that he doesn't paskin like Rav Yossi, which means he paskins like the Rabbonon, which is the fetus does not have the right to own anything, but didn't Shmuel once got up and say, which means that if you're koina achefetz for a fetus, it works. So it sounds like Shmuel paskins like Rav Yossi, so, right, because Rav Yossi's whole sheet is that the fetus is a partial owner. And Shmuel believes in that notion. So the Gemara says, you're right, Shmuel passing like Rav Yossi. Okay. Zuva Svirle. So when he got up and he said, these are the words of Rav Yossi, he agrees with Rav Yossi. He was just telling you that Rabbana disagree with Rav Yossi. But he, he personally agrees with Rav Yossi. So I'll, I'll get to that one more line, I'll explain the whole thing again. The Gemara says, 
So what was Shmuel's chiddush? That Shmuel was just getting up saying, listen, I personally agree with Rabbi Yossi, but you should know the Rabbanon disagree with him. The Gemara says, is that true? Umi pligi? Do the Rabbanon actually disagree with Rav Yossi? Masa Rav Zakai, zu edis heyed Rav Yossi mishmaya natalian v'hoiduloi. Rav Yossi once said his shita in front of a shmaya natalian, not exactly in front of, but the, the, the teaching got back to shmaya natalian. V'hoiduloi, and they agreed. So it kind of sounds like there's no machloikas. They're trying to get. They're trying to. They're trying to. They're trying to establish something. Listen, Roe versus Wade is a, an old child. So they, they, they say Shmaya and agree with it. So the Gemara says it doesn't mean when Shmaya Naftali. So the Gemara assumes that when Shmaya Naftali agree, it means no machlekes. The Gemara says no, no, it's machlekes. They happen to agree with the but it's not. The Gemara says mikatani bekiblu hoydelikatani misabertami. Okay. Okay. So that was the easy part of the daf. Here's the deal. Dad, this is the deal. We had yesterday, just to review. A woman brings into the marriage slaves that are tzayn barzal. They belong to the husband and they could eat truma. If the husband dies before she collects those slaves and goes back, during that interim time period, those slaves then go to his heirs. His heirs are his sons. Rabbi Yaisi holds that if when he died, his wife was pregnant, there was a fetus, they no longer could eat truma. Why? Because they're partially owned by the sons, but they're also partially owned by a fetus. Because he's an heir. And a fetus does not have the ability to allow people to eat truma. The fetus can own... Huh? Rav Yaisi believes that a fetus is alive to the extent that he's, a, he's an heir. That he owns... The, he's a partial owner of the slaves, but he doesn't give them the right to eat. So he, he can just like take control, but he can't give rights over. Okay. That's Rav Yossi Shita. That's that's what basically you have to know. Good. So let's see the Gemara. Tanur Abonim, Heniach Bonim. Okay, here's the rule. We're going to go through some rules right now. Again, there's Nirsei Melug Avadim who are Melug, which owned by the wife, and there's Avdim Simbarzel which owned by the husband. Okay. Let's say you have a Basi Sral married to a Kain. Okay. Simbarzel. So. You have a Basi Yisrael who marries a Kayan. Heniach Bonim, the Kayan dies, and he leaves sons. Okay? So that means, just sons, no fetus. So that means that the Nechzei Tzayn Barzal, the slaves of Tzayn Barzal, owned by the sons, so they're Kahanim, so they can keep eating. She has sons, so she could keep eating, which means her Avne Mulug, which are owned by her, can also continue eating. Everybody can continue eating when there are just sons. Because it's easy, it's simple, she could eat, Slaves can eat, he could eat, everybody can eat. All good. Hinich banim Now, hinich mubaris, let's say he just left a fetus, no children. So then nobody can eat. Why? She can't eat anymore because the halacha is for a basi Yisrael to continue eating after her husband dies, she has to actually have a son. Because she's no longer married to the Kayan. So if, she, if you just leave a fetus, that's not enough. So she can't eat, which means her avodim can't eat. The Nixitzim Barzal can't eat because they're partially owned by a fetus, and Rav Yossi holds that that's not enough. So nobody's eating if it's just a fetus. Okay? Nobody can eat if it's just a fetus. What if you left sons and a fetus? That was Rav Yossi's objection to Nixitzim Barzal. So the Nixitzim Malug can continue eating because she can continue eating because she has sons, which means the Nixitzim Malug can continue eating because they're owned by her. The Nixitzim Barzal, Rav Yossi feels, cannot because they're partially owned by a fetus. That's what we had, yeah? 
הניח מעוברת והניח בונים, עבדי מלוג אוכלן כדי שיאכלס, עבדי צין ברזל לא יאכלן בני חלקה של עובר שעובר פייסל וינמחת דבר יוסי. Because they're partially owned by the fetus. Correct, but there, but there, there's a 25% ownership that's no good. He has voting rights. Yeah. <coughs> now the Gemara does say in the next Amr that there is a, a potential solution to all this, as we'll see. But we'll get to that in a moment. That's Rav Yossi Shita. Rav Yishmol Rav Yossi Omer Mishum Aviv Habas Ma'cheles Haben Enomacho. Now, what this means, we don't know. We'll see on the next daf, on the next Amid, what, what those words mean. We'll get to that. The Gemara will explain what that means. Rishim Ba'echoi Omer, he says like this. Rishim Ba'echoi, his shita is like this. Let's think. Okay, Rishim Ba'echoi is like this. The fetus, it depends, whether the fetus matters or not, depends on who's living. If the one who's living is a boy, if there's a boy living, the fetus doesn't matter. If it's a girl living, the fetus matters. Why? I'll explain very simple. If the fetus, if the if the if there's a girl living, right? Minatora, who is the who has the rights of inheritance? Boys. So if there's a girl living, the fetus might be a boy. So that fetus might be the number one owner. So that's a problem. But if there are boys living, the fetus is irrelevant. Why? Because what are you worried about? You're worried that the fetus is gonna be another boy and gonna be a partial owner. Well, maybe the fetus is a girl, and even if it's a boy, maybe he won't survive. So there's a 25% chance that he's a partial owner. I'm not worried about that. But when it's girls, so there's a chance that he is the rightful owner, Legamri, then we're, we're worried. You understand? So Roshim Ba'echai will tell you whether the fetus matters, it just depends on who's living, huh? 50%. No, what do you mean? If there's only a girl... If there's only a girl... Then there's a 50% chance. It's a boy, baby. And then within that, there's 25% chance. But there's a 25% chance that he is the 100% biblical sole owner. That's a problem. Oh, yeah, interesting. But the point is so that's Roshimba Echai says it just depends on who's living. Whether the fetus matters depends on who's alive. If. So then the fetus might be a boy, in which case he is biblically the sole heir. So those slaves are completely owned by a fetus. That's a problem. But if there are boys living, then you're worried that maybe he'll be a, a, a partner in the ownership, but that's assuming he's a boy and assuming he's going to survive, which is a 25% chance. Even if it is a boy, he does But it's 25%. But biblically... Matter. He has voting rights. So 25% like either way. Why should it matter? 25% chance he owns 100%. Or a hundred percent chance, you know, twenty percent, like twenty five percent. Either way, the, the mother. Oh no, 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 but 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 no, but it's worse. When it's a girl, you're saying? Yeah. When it's a girl, the problem is if it's a boy, it's messed up. Even if it's a girl, then they're partners. So either way, there's a seventy five percent that he's either in control or he's partners in in ownership. Why? Because if she doesn't own anything. No, no. If she's a girl, there's one girl alive. And then this baby, this fetus, is also a girl. That fetus might be a partial owner, right? If it's a boy, it's the sole owner. If it's a girl, it's a partial owner. Either way, the fetus is going to be a problem, like Raviosi said. If but a, if it's a boy, 
then the fetus might either be a girl, which is nothing. Right. That's the point. <laughs> or it might die, which is also nothing. Can you, can you go through that one more? It also might be a boy. Which is True, but the percentage is, 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 is 25%. No. Huh? But in every case, the baby's born, they eat tumor in the end. Like... What's no, during the fetal, no, 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 during, during the fetal, during the, it, it's just until the baby's born. And once, in every case, once that baby's born, yeah, yeah, the body will eat. Yeah. No, not every case. Not, be, like, not every case. What case if one, has a, a baby's born and suddenly the body can't eat? If, they do, if it's not, a, if it's a girl and he only has girls. No, but they will. No, they will. No, they will. They will. But once Why? rabbinically, they'll be able to. No, but 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 that's also when they're born. There's that time period, that nine month time period. But let, let me just explain Let me explain If there's a girl living, then this fetus is a problem. Why? If the fetus is a boy, it's the sole owner problem, because that means that the slaves are owned by a fetus. No good. If the fetus is a girl, then it's partnership. Also a problem, because now their partners, it's owned by a fetus. A problem. But if, it's a, if, the, if the only one living is a boy, then let's go through the options. Second case again, if, if, if there's a girl and it's a girl, you're saying it's a partnership. Yeah, because then there's two heirs. They They're equal in, in, their, in their ability. When there's no boys, they do. We learned that from B'nai Slavchad. No, we learned that from B'nai Slavchad that, that if there's no boys, then we'll give it to the girls. At least rabbinically, or halacha or whatever. I, mean, right I know, that's but that's, okay, that okay but, but fine. But let's, but let's, but practically, the girl. Meaning, if you have this fetus that's a girl, if you have a girl, then the fetus is going to be a problem. Why? Because if the fetus is a boy, it's the sole owner. No good. If it's a girl, then it's a partnership. It's right going to be a problem. The only way it would be okay is if this fetus dies, which is a twenty-five, which is a, a tiny percent chance. But if the fetus is a boy, if the baby is a boy, then the fetus is not going to pose a problem. Why? Because if the fetus dies, it's not a problem. If the fetus is a girl, it's not a problem. Because a girl in place of a boy is nothing. The only way is if it's a boy that's healthy, which is a 25% chance. So then it would be a partnership. And Shimba Yechai agrees with Rav Yossi that a fetus that's a part, part, part owner would be a problem. But the end result is always... But that's when they're born. But during that nine-month time period, the, it's like a partner ownership... When it's born, you're right. Islam, go back to Rav Yossi Shita. Rav Yossi Shita is that the fetus is a part owner and it's a problem when they're pregnant. You're saying, but when they're born, they're going to eat. Well, we'll deal with that when they deal with so that. He's just talking about when she's pregnant. Correct. This whole thing is during the pregnancy. Even though the mathematics is the same exact thing. 100%. Thing, it, he holds one, if when they're born, they'll deal with it. It's not a matter of concern. It's that the owner, one of the owners of this slave is a fetus. Who has the rights of ownership but doesn't have the rights of giving them the ability to eat? It's a pra- it's a, it's a, it's a lockjam of a problem. Once they're born, that problem goes away. You're right. You're right. It's a nine month temporary issue. But the point is, Roshem Shita is whether the fetus is a problem will just depend on who's living. If it's a boy living, the fetus is going to be fine because if the fetus dies, not a problem. If the fetus is a girl, not a problem. The only way is if the fetus is a healthy boy. So then it's a part owner. That's a that's a twenty five percent chance. Let's say whatever. But if the fetus is a girl, if the baby's a girl, then the fetus is a problem. Why? Because if the fetus is a girl, partners, problem. If the fetus is a boy, sole ownership, problem. So you have 75% of an issue, as opposed to that, you got 75% of it being fine. That, that's, that's the, let's just see it inside. Whew. 
Zacharim yoichlu kula on the kevus leyoichlu. Shemiyimtzu uber zacher vein levonis b'makam ben klum. My area shemiyimtzu uber zacher typically the kevus nami pasla chad the void kamer chad the kevus nami pasla void shemiyimtzu uber zacher vein levonis b'makam ben klum. Okay. Now the Gemara speaks out. Meaning, so if and this is mamish just what I spoke at. Zacharim yoichlu. If there are boys, then the fetus is not going to be an issue. Why? I ho it go. But what about the fetus? Because Savar go to the next page. Ain choshim lemiuta. Rishim beichay holds. That the problem, if it's a boy, then the fetus is only going to be an issue if it's a healthy boy, which is a percentage, which is not a majority percentage, and therefore it's, he, he does not worry about the minority. The majority percentage is that it'll either die or be a girl. Okay. And it's 50-50 boy-girl, and then within the boys, not all of them survive, so it's down to 45%, well, whatever. If he doesn't worry about the minority, then he only has girls, and there's 50% chance of a boy... I think you drop that 50% to 100% if the boy might die, also not a problem. But he holds it's a problem. In the case where it's just a girl? Yeah. No, that's because it's a 75% chance of an issue, because by the girl it would be a problem if it's a boy or if it's a girl. I, I hear what you're saying. They now, what they over. Huh? If they do eat trumen this time, what are they over? Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. I, listen, to be honest, I didn't know. I, I mean, I've learned Yvonne's before. I didn't know this was a thing. Because <laughs> it's it's so strange because you're right. He's a Kayan. The fetus is a Kayan. Right. And it's a boy. But what well, one possibility. But one possibility. But the point is, we posking that Rav Yossi would have a problem even if the mom's a Kayan. Right. Mom's a Kayan, dad's a Kayan. Everybody's Kayan. It's just that owned by a fetus. It's interesting. Awesome. Now... The Gemara has another option, which is that Rav Shem is cool with it if it's a boy. Why? So first option is uh, statistical improbability. Yeah? Second option is Rav Shem is actually worried about minorities. But he feels it's okay. Why? Because he has an Eitzah. Here's the Eitzah. What's the problem? Okay, let's say you have three boys. Yeah? And then there's this fetus. And the problem is the slaves are owned by every, all the heirs. The heirs are the three boys and the fetus. You know what you could do? You could just take a computer and say, the fetus owns this value. Meaning, allocate the value of a slave, take the percentage of the ownership that the, the fetus has in the slave, and just allocate to an asset. So that's what Shemichai does. Now, you can't do that if that's a girl and the fetus is a boy, because then the, he owns everything, potentially. But if it's a boy, what, what are you worried about? You're worried about that maybe this fetus will be a boy and he'll be a, another heir. So just allocate funds for that baby. You could do that. Rishim Rechai holds you can do that. The Rabbanan disagree. They feel you can't do that. That's another possibility. So it's not, it's not like statistical improbabilities. He just holds that there's an Eitzah. The Gemara says, But there's an Eitzah curve Nachman, and that is to take the value of his ownership in that slave and allocate it to another asset. So therefore he's not an owner of the slave. That if you have Yisayimim who are under Bar Mitzvah, the Bezdin will appoint uh, uh, an overseer of the properties and he'll do whatever he feels fit. And he'll allocate it properly. Once they become older, and when they get older, can they undo what he did? It's a machlaikis. Rabbi Nachman holds no. And so the point is, you see from Rabbi Nachman, there's a concept that Bezin can appoint someone to allocate the funds. So we'll just do that for the fetus. Easy. Now the Gemara just says, is Rav Nachman who gives this option, is, 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 are they arguing about whether this is an option? I mean, is cool with this. No one else is. 
is that is it because they all disagree with Rabbi Nachman's option? Meir Shimechai had a clever idea. They have a boy. The fetus is a, a baby boy. So just allocate the funds. No one, no one said that. Rabbi Yossi doesn't say it. Rabbi Yossi doesn't say it. Is it because they disagree with like the that they think it doesn't work? So Maris is going to say no. They agree that it works. They just they're arguing a case where you didn't do it. Rabbi <laughs> Shimechai was clever. Everyone agrees it would work. They're just arguing in a scenario where it didn't work. Does the fetus prevent? The Gemara says. Okay, fine. Now, one last shita. So you have Rav Yossi who says that the fetus is a problem. You have the Rabbanu who says the fetus is not a problem. You have Rav Yossi who says it depends on whether it's a girl or a boy. And you have the last one, which is Rav Yossi, that he says the opposite. It's only okay if there's a baby girl, not if there's a baby boy. The opposite of Rav if the one who's living is a girl, we're good. If the one who's living is a boy, no good. Which is very hard to understand. It's the exact opposite of Shem The reason why it's hard to understand because if let's say there's a baby girl, right? And then you have a fetus. If that fetus is a boy, he's the, biblically the sole heir. So why would that be cool? But that's what Shema Barav Yaisi and We'll have to figure out what the, why. So Shema Barav Yaisi was asked, is the fetus a problem in ownership of these Nixi Tzayn Barzal? And he says... Well, if there's a girl that's living, then it's fine. If there's a boy that's living, it's a problem. Oh, so the Gemara is going to touch on that. The Gemara is going to say like this. Meaning, what's the sheet based on? So I'm Rabbi, I'm going to read the Gemara and I'll explain. Now the answer is, the case is, okay, here's the deal, two, two minutes, it's not, it's, it's, the whole daf is hard, but it's, it's manageable. Who gets the ownership when someone dies? The sons, not the daughters. But, Chazal decided if there's not enough money for all the kids, then just the daughters get it. Chazal decided if there's not enough money for all the sons, just the daughters get it, and the sons get nothing. Correct. Because at the end of the day, if we, if we want someone to be poor, we'd rather a son be poor and let him go door to door than for a woman to go door to door. So therefore, not if, enough money for what? Survival. Survival. Whatever they need to survive. Whatever that means. They have to sit down and figure out how many people they are and what are the costs of expenses. Statement. Huh? Very vague statement. That's why there's an entire Meseches, <laughs> uh, there's a whole parak about this in Babasar. Yeah, I, I don't know the details of it. What, it it's called Nechasim Watim, a small amount of Nechasim. If Chazal decided that there's not enough money to be distributed amongst the siblings in a way that gives them the ability to survive, meaning someone's going to have to go door to door, basically. Right. So if someone's going to have to go door to door, the girls get it, the boys get nothing. Ah, no. So the case is like this. There's, there's not enough money to go around. So the actual ownership goes to the daughters, rabbinically. So therefore, if there's a girl that's living, the fetus is irrelevant. Why? What's the scenario? Let's say the fetus dies, irrelevant. Fetus is a boy, also irrelevant. It goes to the girls. Let's say the fetus is a girl. You'll say, oh, they're partner ownership. No, no, no. This whole concept that when there's a small amount of money it goes to girls is a rabbinic concept. The Rabbana never established that for fetuses. 
So if the fetus is a girl, she doesn't get it rabbinically or biblically. If the fetus is a boy, she does, he doesn't get it rabbinically. If the fetus dies, it's irrelevant. So therefore, if the girl is living, the fetus is irrelevant. If it's a boy that's living, though, meaning, and there's enough money to go around, then, then back to the original problem, which is the fetus might be a partner, blah, blah, blah. So when Rav Shmuel Bar Yossi said that the daughter, it's okay if there's a daughter, the fetus is irrelevant, it's talking about a small amount of money, therefore rabbinically the money goes to the daughters, therefore this fetus is irrelevant, because if the fetus dies, it's irrelevant. If the fetus is a boy, it goes to the daughters, and if the fetus is a girl, that when the rabbi said it goes to the daughters, they never applied that for fetuses, so therefore the, the fetus is a mamish irrelevant when it's a girl. That's the Gemara says. Now, the problem, the Gemara just speaks this out. So when this Brisa is, everyone's giving their opinions. You got Rav Yossi has his opinion. You got the Rabbana, you got Rishon Baruchai, Rishon Rav Yossi. Rishon Rav Yossi is talking about a case where there's not a lot of money, and therefore the money goes to the daughters. Rishon Baruchai was clearly not talking about that scenario. Rishon Baruchai said the exact opposite. He said when there's a boy, then 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 it's an issue. When it's a boy, then it's fine, because Rishon Baruchai was talking about where there's a lot of money. So the Gemara just speaks this out there. Like Rishon Baruchai is talking about a regular case where there's a lot of money. Rishon Rav Yossi talks about a specific case where there's not a lot of money, and therefore the heir, the, the inheritance goes to the daughters. The Gemara just speaks it out. Um, uh, okay, fine. Now, one last issue with Rishmael Barav Yossi. Rishmael Barav Yossi is saying is that the, the daughters, if there's a daughter, it's fine. If there's a son, it's a problem. We said it's talking about a specific case where there's not a lot of money, and rabbinically, they're the sole owners. Is that true, by the way? The daughters get it. When there's not a lot of money, the daughters do get the inheritance. But do we look at it as if they're the sole owners? The sons are not owners at all? Or do you look at it as the sons are owners, but they have to give it over to the daughters? So the Gemara, right now we're assuming that like the sons are completely like irrelevant. And that's why the fetus is going to be fine, because if, if it dies, it's nothing. If it's a son, irrelevant. And if it's a daughter, then, then uh, Chazal never instituted it for fetuses. But like, if it's a son, irrelevant. Is that true? The Gemara just has a quick kasha. You're just assuming that when there's not a lot of money, Chazal made it that the daughters are the sole like inheritors? Is that true? The halacha is that if there's not a lot of money, and the boys, acting like jerks, sold. They, 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 they did business deals before the daughters got to it. It works. What does it show you? It shows you that they're also, they're kind of owners too. You're right, the daughters might, they might have to get Kadima, but to say that the sons are irrelevant, I don't think is fair. And even the Rabbana and Chazal said that if they sell it, they sell it. Meaning, even Chazal recognized their ownership. So the Gemara therefore says, forget everything that we just said about Rishmo Rav Yossi. When Rishmo Rav Yossi said, if there's a daughter, it's good. If there's a son, it's a problem. He didn't mean the daughter. He meant the mom. What he meant was basically Rav Yossi Shita. What he meant was, if there's a son and a fetus, then the Nichse Mulug, because the mom could eat, because of the sons, the Nichse Mulug can eat. The Nichse Tzern Barzal can eat. Meaning Rishmo Rav Yossi is Rav Yossi Shita. Nothing, no change. It, literally, when he said the daughter, he meant the mom. Now, all he meant was, if, if the Kayan dies, leaving sons and a fetus, so what do Rav Yossi say? So, Nixay Tzon Barzal is a problem, but Nixay Muluk can eat, because they're owned by the mom, and the mom can eat. 
That's literally what Rishmo He says the exact same thing. So the Gemara says, Elamai Bas Tiktani Aim, I Hachi Haina Rav Yosi. Then Rav Yosi and Rav Yosi are the exact same shit. The answer is they're the same person. Kula Rav Shmuel Bar Rav Yosi Ketani It's not really Rav Yosi. It's Rav Shmuel Bar Rav Yosi. It's, uh, it's all the same shiza. Okay. Whoa. I don't know if I explained this well because I'm tired and I only did it a couple times, but you do it chazard over. I think it makes sense. I think everything sort of. Uh, we're going to right now. So, new Mishnah. Yeah, we're back at it. We're back at it. No. Uh, one more thing. We have to finish up the Truma thing. Well, again, just the vernacular, just to remember. Poisel and Machel. Poisel is referring to a scenario like this. You have a Basi Yisrael that marries a Kayan. Right? Then, if a Basi Yisrael marries a Kayan and the Kayan dies, she needs something to continue her relationship with her husband. She needs something to be machal her. A son could be machal. Meaning she needs something to bind her to her ex-husband because she's a Basisrael, she's not a Kayan. So if she wants to eat Truma, she needs something. That's called machal. Paisal is the opposite case. Paisal is where you have a Bas Kayan that was married to a Yisrael. So when her husband dies, she goes back home and eats Truma, unless she's pregnant, in which case that's pasling her. Because that's binding her to her, her previous husband. So it just depends on who her previous husband is. If her previous husband is a Kayan, then she wants to be bound to that husband. If her previous husband is a Yisrael, she does not want to be bound to that husband when it comes to Truma. So let's with this mission. Let's go through this. Ho'ober. A fetus. Now a fetus passels and does not feed. Meaning, if a Bas Yisrael is married to a Kayan, and then the Kayan dies, even if she's pregnant, she does not eat. Because that's not enough to feed her. A Bas Kayan that's married to Yisrael and the husband dies, she wants to go home to her father's house and eat, but if she's pregnant, he passels. So a, a fetus messes up in all scenarios. Go to the next one. Yavam. A Yavam also messes up in all scenarios. How so? Let's say a Bas Kayan that married a Yisrael and then the Yisrael died and she wants to go home, but she falls to Yibam, so she's still bound, so she passled. Or a Bas Yisrael that married a Kayan, so she's eating Shuma, and then her husband dies, and she falls to Yibam to the brother who's a Kayan, she still can't eat yet because it's not enough. So Yavam also is awful in all scenarios. Next one is Eris and Kedushin. Kedushin is also a problem, meaning a Bas Kayan that has Mekadish Yisrael, she's no longer a Bas Kayan anymore. So she's enough of a Yisrael that she can't eat. But a Bas Yisrael that's Mekadish to a Kayan is not enough of a Kayan that she could eat. So it's, it's again, it's, it's awful. Cherish, also a Cherish. Uh, Cherish is a deaf mute. That marriage is not valid r- biblically, uh, rabbinically. So, no, biblically. So, therefore, if, you're, if a Bas Yisrael is Mekadish a Kayan, that's enough of a marriage... But it's not enough of a marriage to allow her to eat, but a Bas Yisrael, Bas Kayan, it's Mekadosh Yisrael, who's a Cherish, it's enough of a marriage that passes her. So again, so it's like enough of a marriage to disqualify, but not allow her to eat. The next one is Ben Teshashan of Yomechod, and a nine-year-old, we don't know what this means, the Gemara will explain. All in these cases, um, disqualify and don't allow her to eat. And if it's a suffix, if he's nine years old, again, the Gemara is going to say what this means. Or suffix, heavy, beserius, suffix, lay heavy, or if he's suffix, bar mitzvah, or not. All these things, uh, the Gemara, all these things are a problem. The Gemara will explain what these are. Now back to the original case of Yavamis. Back to the first Mishnah. The first Mishnah, if you remember, if a man dies with two co wives 
and one of them is an erva, both are exempt. Yeah? So meaning an erva to the yavam, both are exempt. What if you have the husband and the erva co-wife? So let's say uh, Reuven and Shimon are brothers, Reuven marries Shimon's daughter. So he's got two wives. He's got Rachel and he's got Leah. Leah is Shimon's daughter and then he dies. So Shimon can't do Yibam on his daughter, obviously. So Leah's out and then Rachel's also out. That's the classic first Mishnah. What if, you, so you got Reuven and his wife Leah, who's an erva to Shimon. They're in a house and the house explodes. We don't know who died first. If Leah died first, then Reuven, that means that when Reuven died, Rachel was not the co-wife of an erva because she was already dead. So Rachel should do Yibam. If Reuven died first, that means when Reuven died, there were two wives, one was an erva. So Rachel's not sure what her scenario is. It just depends on who died first. If the husband died first, then she's a co-wife of an erva upon his death. If she, the other lady died first, then, and then the husband, so then by the time the husband died, she, 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 was, not, uh, she was not the co-wife of an erva. So we had this case already. Oh, no, no, no. No, so the Mishnah says, Nafal Abai is all of Abbas Achiv, and Yede Ezem Esrish, and Sarasa Chalitz of Lamis Abbas Rachel just does Chalitza, because you're not sure what to do. Why this is here? Because Review that Nasi just wants to drag us back to, he's like, this is enough. He drags us back to Yavamas, so it just throws us in. Now let's just run through some of the Gemaras. Again, these are, Mamish, the Gemara is just going to speak out exactly what I said in the Mishnah, one with this. Ha'uber. So we said an Uber, a fetus, apostles and does not machal. So the Gemara just speaks it up. If it's a Baskayan who marries the Yisrael, and then the Yisrael dies, so she wants to go home and eat truma, but she's pregnant, so then the fetus disqualifies her, because the fetus binds her to her ex-husband who's Yisrael. Because she's pregnant, she can't go home. And what does it mean that he can't machal? It's the opposite case. And a Bas Yisrael who's married to a Kayan, and then the Kayan dies, so she wants to be able to eat truma, so she needs to be bound by her ex-husband, so then, if she's a fetus, that's not enough. Because he's, until you're born, you can't allow someone to eat. That's the case of an ober. Yavam is the exact same thing as Yavam. Again, Bas Kayin Yisrael. Bas Kayin is married to Yisrael, and then her husband dies, so she wants to go home, but she falls to Yivam. So until she does Yivam or Chalitza, she is bound to her ex-husband, so she's bound to Yisrael, so she can't eat. Because she can't go home because she's waiting to do Yibam. And the case where is where it's a Bas Yisrael who married a Kayan, the husband died. So she so she's falling to Yibam to the brother. So she's Zokuk, she has Zika to a Kayan that's not enough for her to eat. Because that is not considered his wife, that's his brother's wife. Meaning until you do Yibam, that's not your wife yet. Last one is Erisin. Erisin is Kedushin. Meaning, Bas Kayin Le Yisrael, for Bas Kayin does Kedushin to Yisrael Pasola, Dalkinin Bahava, because he's, he's, she's now married biblically to a Bas Yisrael. And Bas Yisrael Le Kayin, so if a Bas Yisrael does Kedushin to a Kayin, that's not enough. Le Machale Meshum de Ula, because of Ula's reasoning, meaning, well, I'm with this, um, it's a famous teaching of Ula, which is a Bas Yisrael does Kedushin to a Kayin, right? So why can't she eat Truma? She's married. She's fully married biblically. Kedushin. It's not a suin. The concern was um, one of the reasons, two possibilities, but one of the reasons is that we don't want her to eat truma at that point is because she, a lot of times after Kedushin, they were still living at home. So her house is the Yisrael house. We're afraid she's going to bring truma home. Her brother's going to be like, oh, okay, I have some. She's going to start sharing. Uh, no good. I will right, we'll stop here.